0: Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection what I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. Oh, you guys, I have been waiting to share this episode because if you're like I was for seven years, you might be thinking about what life would look like without alcohol, or maybe you're just plain curious about it. It's not even for your own life. You're just curious what that life looks like. And today in this episode of She Just Glows the Podcast, I'm going to pull back the curtain on the front window of my alcohol-free, fabulous, amazing life. And I wanna let you peer inside the window and just stare and gawk and hang out and ask questions. Now, I say my alcohol-free, fabulous, amazing life because that part of my life is great. It doesn't mean that all of life is fantastic and perfect and a thousand percent all the time, but I can tell you this, as I've been through trials in my life since I stopped drinking about a year and a half ago, I can tell you for a fact that life would have been so much more difficult during those trials if alcohol was still in my life. So I'm Janie, I wanna thank you for being here. I've worked as a life coach, I call myself a joy coach actually, for the last year. And before I go any further, if you do have questions as you listen, like personal questions or you just want more details or whatever, send me a DM. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at SheJustGlows. And my website, also very easy to remember, (laughs) SheJustGlows.com, okay? So there's information there on how to contact me, if you'd like to work together, if you'd like a personal and private coach to walk you through your journey, I'm here. So I have four kids and a husband, and and just like you, a whole lot going on. I have goals and passions that I've recently reconnected with after feeling stuck for a few years as I slugged through the baby and toddler years four different times. But aside from all of that, I can guarantee you that I would never be life coaching women just like you, not just about alcohol, but about anything. Alcohol isn't a thing for all my clients, but I would never have started this if I hadn't gotten rid of the huge, block in my life. The thing I knew in my most private moments was absolutely holding me back from the life I truly desired and from my true capabilities and my true purpose. It was a block though that I would never share with anyone. But when it was just me laying there in bed, nursing another hangover, sometimes while I was nursing a kid, let's be honest. When it was just me alone with my thoughts and my hardest of hearts, I would sit there in my thoughts and I knew in the deepest and most private place in my soul that alcohol was not helping me live my best life. And if that's you, keep listening. And if you feel led, reach out, I'm here. And there, the crazy thing is there are lots of ways to argue that away, to justify it again. And, and what I'm talking about is, you know, you're sitting in that private moment thinking, damn, I did it again. I didn't wanna drink like that, this isn't cool. But then you go right back into your day and you're totally And absolutely accepted and applauded in our mom culture today if you continue to drink as you are. But when you're back alone, laying in your bed, sitting there, I know what it's like when you wrestle with why you're doing it. And you're not even sure you want to tell anyone. You're not sure you want to do it anymore either. But on the other side of this morning after torture and anxiety and sour stomach is something that's probably even more terrifying than that pain. The thought of saying goodbye to this, to this thing, this thing that you love, this loyal friend, this confidant, this companion who's been there through so much over so many years. Alcohol. Alcohol was my dear friend who had been with me through so much. And I realized that I felt such a sense of loyalty to her because she was a friend who had always been there for me. And then I'm just going to drop her. What would life even look like? And that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. Look, I know that it's more terrifying than anything to consider saying goodbye to this loyal companion who has been with you through so much. And maybe that's not even what you want. Maybe you're just interested in doing something different because the way you're drinking isn't working for you and you wanna drink in a different way. That's great. So what I'm gonna share in this episode today is what is on the other side The six things I wish I'd known before I stopped drinking, I I swear, as I've gone through this year and a half, I keep writing down in my brain, oh, that's another thing I need to add to that episode I'm gonna do someday. Oh, that's another thing I need to tell people. If you're thinking about not drinking, these are six things I wish someone would have told me before I stopped. And my whole goal in this episode is opening up that window for you to peer into the alcohol-free life. And I wanna take you to the other side to see what life looks like over here, because I know I wondered for so long. And every time I come up with an episode for She Just Glows, the podcast, I want to be answering your questions. I wanna be sharing the things that no one's gonna share with you. I want to be talking to you about the same things that I'm talking to my sister and my mom about, my inner circle, the things that you're really talking with the people you love about. Or maybe in this case, this is just a conversation you've had with yourself. Maybe you cannot even conceive a thought of what a life without alcohol would look like for you. I know I couldn't. And I was curious, how would that even play out in my life? My life where all fun revolves around alcohol. My life, where I have so many, I feel, unique stresses and a busy household and and three active boys and a, and a fourth child who's a daughter, which is, I have to say, she's four right now. It's so much fun. She is so much calmer than my boys were at that age. I know things will change. All you teenage moms are like, mm mm-hmm, just wait. Well, right now it's so much fun. But I wanna share how you can get over here on the other side with me, if that's what you want, where you have clear mornings and zero shame and you are fully engaging in your life in every single freaking moment. Because I know that even though I felt like in my drinking times, I felt like I was getting more out of life, more fun, more experience, more excitement, But I knew in those private moments, in those deep, dark corners of my soul, that I was not fully engaging with my life. I was actually fast forwarding many uncomfortable moments in my life. And if you're doing that with alcohol, no shame at all. Who wants to feel uncomfortable feelings? I mean, it makes sense. But you just end up fast forwarding through so much. I got to tell you guys, while being alcohol free has its tough times, and I'll get into that in this episode, and I'll tell it to you straight, it is truly at the end of the day, through all of its ups and downs, it is a life of vibrant, beautiful, rainbow colors dazzling and sparkling and more, what's the word? Brighter, brighter colors than I could have ever imagined. And I realized that when I was fast forwarding every day and every tough moment, and I was drinking when I felt like it, and I was drinking when I felt uncomfortable, and I was drinking when I felt sad, and I was drinking when I felt lonely, and I was drinking when I wanted to have fun, My life had just settled into different shades of gray. Like everything was sort of dulled down. What did I do when I was drinking yesterday afternoon during that rainstorm? What were we watching? What movie was that? When did we go to bed? I was settling for a life of different shades of gray. And now I've woken up and I am living life in true vibrant, beautiful, dazzling color. So I'm gonna get into these six things that I wish someone had told me before I started my alcohol-free journey, but I'm gonna give you a quick recap of my story. I will say I have two entire episodes devoted to all of it. So this will be a quick recap. But if you're interested, episodes two and three of this podcast are a deep dive into my story. But basically a quick recap Alcohol was never really a thing for me when my kids were little. So I have four children. Right now they are, uh, my oldest is 11. My youngest is four and every age in between. So I have four kids. When I had like two kids, I remember, you know, at the end of the day at like bath time, I'd pour a glass of wine if we had, you know, a bottle that hadn't been used up that was sitting on the kitchen counter. You know, if it was there, I might enjoy it. And it was just, you know, it wasn't every day. It wasn't something I really thought about. It was just when it was there, I would enjoy it. It wasn't really a thing. I don't ever remember waking up or feeling sick or not being able to do my job as a mom, as a stay-at-home mom. A couple years went by, and then things started feeling really stressful and heavy. And I had now I had three sons, and they were just all over the place. And I'll never blame my children for my drinking. Absolutely never do that. But being a mom of little kids you might relate to this is really stressful in very weird ways i know being a mom of older kids is stressful too in very different ways but the constant breaking and hitting and flushing underwear down the toilet and grabbing a full wine bottle out of the pantry and it's shattering all over the kitchen and i have a i have a one-year-old baby sitting in the wine like with glass all around him I would have, it was It was wild. I mean, I look back at those years and I'm like, no wonder I drank. It was just nerve fraying, peace shattering stuff. I mean, one time I turned around and my two-year-old had a butcher knife from way up on the counter. I mean, just this stuff, you can't make it up. I know you guys are out there like nodding your heads like you can't make it up. I started carrying this stress and this, overwhelm and I found that if I poured a nice healthy serving maybe like an inch or two of Svedka vodka into a large mason jar with plenty of ice and then I added in club soda with lemon or LaCroix well you know what (sighs) I sort of went back to neutral and my nerves weren't as frayed and I wasn't as stressed, and I felt a little happier, and I felt like my mood was a little elevated. So I started realizing that as I had these stressed feelings as a mom, I would feel a lot better and a lot calmer if I just had a drink. I also at that time hung out with a group of friends who drank a lot, and I was no doubt the ringleader. I mean, I drank more than anyone, so I'm not blaming them at all. But it was a culture of let's get together, let's drink, let's have the kids over at my house, who's bringing the alcohol. Let's go out and get crazy on a date night. Well, several years of that catches up with you. You may be nodding your head inside. Several years of just drinking to calm the nerves or just drinking to have fun. Before I knew it, about a year and a half ago, um, I just wanted it whenever I wanted the freedom to enjoy that whenever I could. And when we had to stay home and we had to homeschool our kids, when we had this totally uncertain time in the world, when I got COVID, my husband got COVID. I mean, we all have different versions of this story, right? When life sort of changed. And I remember thinking, I'm putting up with so much right now. I'm going to allow myself to have a drink every night if I want and watch the sunset and reflect on the day and this weird time. And that's going to be my little gift to myself. Well, I subscribed to that mindset for probably a month because we were like home for different people having COVID for a whole month. You know, you know the story. And I was like, get these kids back to school. But after about a month of that way of thinking, I didn't drink every night, but I drank whenever I felt like it. I felt physically horrible. I felt puffy. My gut felt heavy and like almost dead inside. My face was puffy. I was tired, but I wasn't sleeping well. And a few months later, we went on a... Camping trip, and I just said I'll do a quick recap. This is way too long. So I'm going to quickly wrap this up. But my last hangover, we were on a camping trip with friends at our hunting property, which we had recently purchased up in North Florida. And something upsetting happened that night. And I just said, Well, screw it. I'm just going to drink. And I drank, and I wasn't upset, and I had fun. And I don't remember going to bed, but I do remember that morning, and I'll probably never forget that morning. Waking up in an RV, hungover. And this is the kind of hangover where, like, Tylenol's not gonna do a thing. Like, it needed to get out of my body. Ended up throwing up in front of one of my children. And I was just sitting there for these, like, two hours when I could barely move inside of this rented RV. And this was also, by the way, of course, it was Sunday, the day we're supposed to pack up and leave. Like, it's never good to be that hungover, but to be that hungover, camping with children, and on the day you're supposed to leave, pack up, drive home, it was a nightmare to say the least. But I remember sitting there in those couple hours and just thinking, this isn't me. I'm better than this life. Yes. I wasn't able to not drink last night. Yes, I definitely do it a lot. Yes, it's part of my life, but it's out of alignment with who I really am. And I remember just saying, F this life. F what I'm doing to myself. I just said, I'm done with this. I'm so done doing this to myself. So now I'm almost a year and a half alcohol free I think the toughest was the first three to four weeks. And then it really leveled out. It's like once you get to three or four weeks, at least for me, I'm feeling so great every morning that that is then the motivation to push through that 20 minutes of discomfort in the afternoon and just do it again and feel great tomorrow morning. I hit six months and an awful storm began in my private life that is still going on and who knows how long it will be before it's over if ever so i've had this tough time sort of descend on my life and there were lots of times i certainly have wished i could drink but i'm choosing not to and i know that this storm in my life would be so much worse if i thought i was handling it by drinking I would be making so much more work and toil and torture for myself if I was drinking through this. So that's what has been keeping me on the journey. But as I've gone through, there are a few things along the way that have stopped me. And I've said, man, I wish I had known this before I stopped drinking. So today I want to open that window and I want to let you peer inside. You're like, finally, she's getting to her point. Finally, how many minutes into this episode are we? Man, I'm long-winded today, I'm sorry. But I want you to peer inside this window I'm gonna open today. And if you're thinking about going alcohol-free or just cutting back, or just thinking about cutting back, listen in. These are six things I wish someone would have told me before I stopped drinking. The first one is just know the reasons and excuses to drink never stop. There's always a reason to get back. There's always, you know what really got me? I'm so mad about this. Whenever I stopped drinking, all these new drinks came out. All these new cool things. I know there's like there's like a tequila in a can with like, I think it's with grapefruit. I don't even know. It sounds awesome. Drinking was fun until it wasn't, right? So I'm not taking away from myself or from you that when I drink, I do have a good time but it's not helping me build the life that I truly want. But oh, all these drinks come out. There's also like Topo Chico, that delicious sparkling water that I drink so much of now without alcohol. They have an alcoholic version now with like lime and maybe that has tequila too. I don't know, maybe it's vodka. Um, I think Truly and High Noon, those were like my drinks of choice. Actually, not Truly. I really liked um, White Claw. Oh yeah, White Claw, Mango White Claw. Oh, I would I would dust like eight of those a day. Uh, no joke on the weekend. Like I I just would, they went down easy. They went down really easy. All these different flavors of White Claw, all these different flavors. So just know there's always a reason and excuse to get back to drinking. But what I keep telling myself is I found a better way. I have to get over my FOMO over like as if I'm really missing something from not drinking the tequila in a can, which I have to say does sound really cool. I'm glad someone finally invented that. There's always a pull to drink. The FOMO comes and goes, but I have to look at that FOMO and say, am I really missing out? I'm not missing out on anything by not having that tequila in a can. But the reasons and excuses and new drinks will continue to come out when you're not drinking. The second thing that I wish someone would have told me before I stopped drinking was what a support it is when you ask someone who's not drinking to share about how their journey's going. I think I used to think if people don't drink that it's taboo or they don't want to talk about it or it's this big dark secret or they don't want to feel like I'm labeling them or something like that by asking them about why they don't drink. For me, and I know not everyone's this way, if you ask me, how is your alcohol free journey going? Oh my gosh. You might as well just give me a kiss on the lips because that feels like such love and support and compassion. And as you know, I love talking about it. (laughs) But truly, asking someone about how their journey is going is a great way to show support and vent your natural curiosity that you might have about what that looks like. I love sharing about my journey. I love hearing about other people's journeys. I love all of it. So I will ask you, how's your journey going? I'd love to hear everything. Send me a DM. The third thing about not drinking that I didn't realize was stopping the alcohol is part one. Dealing with the reasons that you reach for the alcohol is part two. And a much longer part and a much more difficult part in some ways. If you would have told me that there was some reason I was reaching for alcohol before I stopped drinking, I would say, yeah, because it's fun. End of story. I don't have some deep, dark issue that I'm hiding from. I don't have some chronic urge that I have to drink for it. I don't think that I have an addictive personality. Maybe I do. I don't know. I should probably bring that to my therapist. I don't know. But I I wouldn't have told you, yeah, there's some crazy huge reason or pain or issue or something in my life that causes me to drink. I would just tell you, I do it because it's fun. And I do it too much. I overdrink because I like having fun. So, So sue me, right? I wish someone had let me know that friendships and relationships will change. Because here's what happens. Things that were okay before I stopped drinking, once I take away my tool that helps me smooth out the rough edges, those things aren't okay anymore. In other words, because I can't smooth out the rough edges of my life with alcohol, what do you do? Well, you just start getting out the sandpaper and smoothing out the rough edges for yourself. You put some elbow grease into it and it's hard work. I realized, which I never would have realized if I hadn't stopped drinking, once I stopped drinking and took that away from myself, decided I'm going to look for a better way and try something different for a while, I realized that I would reach for alcohol when I felt lonely in my marriage. I never would have told you that before. I was never even aware of that before. I would have never put those two together but when you take it out that's when other patterns or different things in your life can be highlighted and then you can do the good work of figuring those things out. A few of the clients that I am coaching through the journey right now have really started zeroing in on some things in their marriages that come to light when alcohol is not that thing that I can pour into my cup and make anything that happened in my day feel okay. I hope that doesn't scare you. I realize that sounds really scary, but isn't it so much worse to just be dealing with an unhealthy pattern and drinking it away only to not feel great most of your life and this pattern meantime is still continuing, isn't it so much easier to just deal with whatever that pattern is? Does that make sense? So while it sounds scary, I'm here on the other side, and I need to let you know that it was so much harder the way I was doing it before with alcohol. It's so much easier to feel that I am thriving at life and tackling the issues in life that I need to tackle without alcohol the fourth one you probably already know this but even this far into the journey there will be days when you really want a drink now i would say at least for me the days were much more common at the beginning of my journey week like two and three let's say much less often now but Don't discount those outlier experiences, those weird emotions, those weird things that happen with friends or in your marriage or with different people in your life, where suddenly you're in that bar you haven't been in in three years. And you remember the exact drink you had last time you were there. There will still be days that you really want it. And all things considered, I'm an infant in this journey. I mean, I'm not even a year and a half in yet. But I'm just sharing what I've learned. I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm not saying that I'm any, anything. I don't know anything about anything, but I'm going to share my experience with you, what's worked for me and what hasn't. You know what's really worked for me on those days when I think I really want to drink? I just go back to my facts list. And if you work with me as a private coaching client, we tackle this right off the bat. What are the facts about alcohol in your life? These are the things that aren't your emotions. It's not a craving. It's not an urge. It's not a, oh, I'd love love that feeling right now. That feeling makes me feel good. No, we're not talking about feelings. Feelings change. Feelings are always flexing. The truth never changes. The truth is always the truth, no matter how you feel about it so here are a few of the things on my facts list and again if we work together i walk you through all of this we write it down i send it to you it's a whole thing my first item on my facts list about why i don't drink alcohol right now number one because i always want more than one i'm not seeking out to pour one glass of wine you better have a whole bottle lined up for me or more right like i know from my history, my experience over many years of research that I never stop at just one or even two. That fact helps me stay on the journey when I think, oh, I really want one right now. No, so I know where that leads for me. Number two on my facts list, I'm sick of feeling sick. I'm sick of waking up and feeling like crap. That is the main reason. If I could boil it down to one reason I stopped drinking, I was just so sick of feeling disgusting in the morning. Number three, drinking this way is out of alignment with who I truly am. So those are just some things on my facts list that I call up whenever I feel an urge and it works and it works for my clients, it's worked for me, it can work for you too. The fifth thing I wish someone would have told me before I stopped drinking is just how amazing this life is versus the life that I was settling for. I knew I was settling when things that are fun weren't fun if alcohol wasn't there. I knew I was settling when my kids asked me to go paddleboarding. And it just didn't sound fun enough for me because I knew I wouldn't be able to paddleboard with my drink. I couldn't like balance it on the board. I certainly couldn't paddle if I was holding the drink. I wanted to already start drinking on that Saturday, so I would have to have abstained if I was going to paddleboard with the kids or I would just fall in the ocean. I knew I was settling when when paddleboarding with my kids just wasn't fun enough for me because alcohol wouldn't be there. I knew I was settling when alcohol wasn't just part of the fun, it was the fun. It was the main event. If I was going to have a fun, enjoyable day, alcohol would 1000% be there. That might even be the first thing I would start with in planning the day. What do I wanna drink? That might dictate where I'm gonna go what I'm gonna do, who I'm gonna see. That was settling in a life that just didn't align with me or with what I really wanted in life. And here on the other side, it's so much better because fun things really are fun. Things like paddle boarding, playing soccer with my kids, watching a sunset watching a movie, going on a hike, listening to music, swimming with my daughter, all of these things that just got categorized and subcategorized categorized into, oh, that's not really fun because I can't drink when I do that. I can't drink when I'm hiking. Why would I even want to do that? It's so much more fun to sit on a couch with a beverage. This over here, for me, is true living, this amazing life. I wish someone had painted this picture for me up against the contrast of the life I was settling for. And I have an entire episode all about this. It's called You Drink Because You Have No Outlet. And it's all about the slippery slide I call it the slow slide that happens when slowly alcohol edges out other things that are actually fun. And slowly and silently, we find ourselves in a place where the way to have fun always involves drinking. And I am not here to shame that at all. I found myself at the bottom of this slow slide. And you look up and you say, oh shit, how do I get back? to where I was? How do I figure out how to have fun again without drinking? I have a whole episode about that. I actually think it's my most favorite episode I have recorded yet in these 25 episodes of my podcast so far. If you are interested and if this episode is resonating with you, head back to that one. It is episode 14. Episode 14, you drink because you have no outlet. It's, it's my favorite episode yet. Sixth thing, I wish someone had told me about not drinking. And I've actually found myself saying this to other people who don't drink. This is really like a secret club that no one ever told me about that I never knew existed. And you're probably thinking, yeah, that's probably just what you tell people when you're trying to convince them that not drinking is actually fun. This life sounds boring. I'm not into it. I bring the fun. This doesn't sound like any secret club that I would ever want to know about. It's a secret because it's not that great. No, it is a secret club that is so awesome. I couldn't believe I'd never heard about how great it is. You know, I always pictured being sober as being so boring. That's why I hate the word sober. That's just my preference. I like to call myself alcohol-free. You know, the word sober and not drinking, I used to picture like you wear flannel pajamas all day and you don't go anywhere. And you, you, I don't know, you like sit inside reading books with your cats and drinking tea and like watching it rain, like boring. But in all reality, being alcohol-free is so much better than I could have ever imagined. Not because I didn't try. I tried many times to conceive of what life would look like, but I could never get there because that wedding coming up, that vacation, the date night, those friends or family members who drink, they don't get it. So I have to keep drinking because they're not going to understand my life if I'm not drinking with them. Whenever I tried to conceive of my future without alcohol, it was just like my brain went blank. I just said, I can't do that. It sounds too hard. I don't know how I would even live the life I'm living right now. And that is the whole point. Life is, for me, so much better without alcohol. That's another item on my facts list. Life is so much better without alcohol. It is hard, for sure, like I said, I've been in a tough season and I've been alcohol free, but I know it is so much harder to keep drinking and keep trying to do life when you're just barely hanging on and you think alcohol is the only thing keeping you afloat. I know it feels that way, but it's not the truth. The truth is, at least for me, this may not be true for everyone, but the truth might be alcohol is bringing you down. Alcohol is making life so much harder. Alcohol is dulling you. It's making you like everyone else and you're not. But we're at the end of this episode and if you're still here, that means something. I want you to know there is a better way. It doesn't mean you have to trash your current life. It doesn't mean that you have to completely reinvent every single thing about your life, but there will be change ahead, make no mistake. But I have to tell you, having just been freshly through the beginning of this process, it is so exciting every day to walk into my life and say, I'm not drinking today and what am I going to work on today? What am I going to be challenged by today? The vigor and the energy is just so much different and so much better than any buzz I could have ever created with my favorite drinks. There is a better way. And if you wanna try not drinking, it doesn't mean anything. If you want to try not drinking, it doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. It doesn't mean you have a problem. It doesn't have to mean a single thing. All it means is this. You're curious about finding another way. Sounds pretty great to me. So try it. What do you, We already know what you have to lose by continuing on this path, right? We already know what that looks like. We already know what this weekend looks like. We already know what the morning after looks like. We've been down this road, for me, for many years. So what do you have to lose about being curious about trying another way? Never know where it might lead. And yeah, the journey is not straight. It's not a straight, neat sidewalk where you walk along and, you know, you don't even need shoes because it's so flat and it's so perfect and the sun's out and it's shining and, you know, it's a blue sky. No, the path isn't like that. Life isn't like that either. Your journey will have ups and downs just like your life now does. Your journey will have bumps just like your life now does. But the difference is you won't have that one thing that is holding you back and then is keeping you from realizing the life that you are truly designed to live. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to SheJustGlows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There, you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and, well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.